His morning crew with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Let's find out what our producer Jim Mann has found that is trending in the news now. Yeah, well, on the weekends, I do a little Elvis impersonation. I believe it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who doesn't? Everyone's out there with a little white suit thingy. I'm trying to imagine Jim Mann <laughs> with a really black wig and long black sideburns. Yeah. Well, you can stop doing that right now because it won't happen. However, there was an Elvis impersonator, which we've all seen them because they're everywhere. Uh, this guy was in Walmart just singing away. And at first, he was singing to a guy's bald head. Just kind of came up behind him and was rubbing his head. The guy stood still. I, I think he was a little freaked out. <laughs> it's not every day Elvis comes up and sings to your head. But uh, then he turned around, and there was this, uh, this senior citizen in a one of those little wheelchair things that you get in the store. And uh, he started singing to her, and, of course, she was just taken by Elvis as most of It's beautiful. Aww. Yeah, she's sitting there just holding his hand, looking in his eyes, singing with him. Looks uh, like she has an oxygen tank yeah. and everything. She had a little oxygen tube under her nose, just singing away. She was madly in love at that moment. That was he created a wonderful moment. He for did. Her. I'm glad he did that. Yes. So, Rob, when you're out this weekend doing your Elvis impersonation at Walmart, yeah, <laughs> of all things. Yes. I, I want to see some. Uh, I want to see some video of that so we can watch. That's a pretty hip Walmart to have an Elvis say, impersonator. I've seen some crazy things at Walmart, but never an Elvis impersonator. Okay. Okay. That's it. Mornings with his morning crew. Olivia Stoy. She created this cool bracelet. It's known as the Lava Live. It's a bracelet that she says symbolizes to stay strong, confident, and courageous. It literally has beads on it, and these beads all stand for a different color and a different meaning and lava. I'm talking lava from like a volcano. Well, the reason why she created the bracelet was life and death. You see, she's 14 years old, and she has this rare form of cancer. The doctor said she needs a procedure next month. The estimate for the procedure is $900,000, also almost a million bucks. But the family got together with the hospital and said, can you do anything for us? They said, tell you what, we'll knock it down to $350,000 if you can pay all of that before the surgery. It's bone marrow transplant that she needs. Well, Olivia has a goal for these bracelets, and that is to raise the money that she needs to get that bone marrow transplant. I hope that everyone who gets a bracelet enjoys it and feels strong and confident while wearing them. Well, people can feel strong and confident while wearing them, just like Olivia, because a family friend connected with Olivia about those bracelets because she wanted to do something about it. This this friend is uh, is Emily. She's an entrepreneur, and because of her efforts and Emily's survival to live, she was able to present Olivia with a check of $110,000. You combine that with what they raised on the GoFundMe page, which was nearly $280,000, and she's getting her surgery next month. Amazing. Isn't that Amazing. great? 
I can't believe selling bracelets went viral and could, you know, make that much money in such a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. So she's getting that bone marrow transplant next month when she needs it desperately. Now, they raised a little more, about $30,000 more than what's needed for her surgery. What are they going to do with that? Spend it on other people that are going through the same thing she's going through. That's amazing. Generous. Mm-hmm. Love it. Wow, that's scary at any age. But at her age, and she seems so brave, like it's no big deal. I know it I know it's is to her, but still, what a brave face she puts on. Yeah, and she knows how to live life through and through. Way to go, Olivia. We're praying for you. Rob, Allison, and Jim. You know, Elvis passed away. <clears throat> Back what? in 1977. I know you're surprised, Jim. I'm sorry to break the news to you. Uh, but on the 10th anniversary of his death, it was 1987, and I was eight years old. And my parents decided that would be our summer vacation was to visit Graceland. Wow. <laughs> and I have this memory of sitting in one of his old cars. It was like a pink uh golf cart type of thing and now you can't sit in anything you can't touch anything when you go to Graceland. You ruined it for all of us. Well that's funny that you say that because I remember <laughs> sitting in the seat and there was a rip in the vinyl and I can oh. feel I, I still remember the feeling of putting my fingers in there and like you feeling the foam. Not. Yes. No. She did ruin it for <laughs> oh, all Oh man. Uh, I was little though and it was exciting to sit in the king's uh, old Golf cart. At eight years old, did you really know the impact of what you were doing? That you were literally sitting in his car? Well, the fact that my parents devoted our one trip a year to Graceland, yeah, I kind of knew it was a big deal. (laughs) So I was excited to see that there's this rare opportunity right now to own something that Elvis Presley owned. One of his private jets is now up for auction. It's 56 years old. It's red. It's complete with red velvet seats, gold plated accents, and red plush carpet. I think it's basically like the jungle room, but oh. in a in a jet. So you can um, own this thing. It's currently sitting on a runway in Roswell, New Mexico. And it might be a little tough for you to move because it does not come with an engine what? or uh, some of the cockpit components. So it's sold as is. It should be safe, though. <laughs> is it like best offer? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it sold, I think, a, a year ago. Somebody bought it for like $465,000. So That much? Yeah. So I'd I guess, give him 20 bucks. I guess he has buyer's remorse because he's like, eh, I'm going to sell this thing. What can you do with it? I mean. Yeah, I don't know. Outside of saying this was Elvis Jet. I feel like you could probably charge people 10 bucks to come and see it. <laughs> That's so Allison right I know, there. yeah. I'm the opportunist here. <laughs> well, how about we all go in for 20 bucks and see if we can buy it? Let's uh, do it. I can only do 15. Uh, no, not, no, no. We, 20 bucks total. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. I think he's going to go for a little more than $20. Oh, come on. It doesn't even look worth 20 bucks. <laughs> uh, it was owned by the king. How can you say fly? that? I'm sure the paint hasn't been kept up if they don't keep up with engines and the cockpit is like all torn up. But it might have one of Elvis's hairs stuck in the cushion. Uh, oh, my oh. word. Okay, now let's... Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. It's a fact, and we have to live with it, that Jim, our producer, has a very strong feeling for cats. And so we are privileged and we are honored that this morning we have yet another cat story from Uncle Jim. Yes, I envy Maria. 
She has new neighbors and uh, they're cats. They moved into the house next door. They're bobcats. Bobcats? Bobcats. Aren't they dangerous? They are dangerous. Wait a minute. Are these bobcats like the machine bobcats at construction sites, or is this the real deal? This is the real deal. Yes. These are the things that those things are named after. You know, with little little hairs on the top of their ears and stuff like that. Wouldn't one be concerned if that next door to where families live, there are real bobcats? One would be concerned, as Maria is. It's cool to see them there because, like, we don't have to go to the zoo anymore. <laughs> I see beauty. I, see, I think they're gorgeous uh, from far away. Uh, yeah, they're admiring them from far away because they live, they, Maria, lives on two acres. Okay. So it's a little distance till you get to that, but she can see the bobcats. It's an abandoned house, obviously. They didn't, like, buy it and move in. <laughs> but uh, she sees them. There's, like, a big hole on top of, of one. it's a weird-looking house, but there's this hole that the cats kind of go in and out of, out onto the roof. Okay. So she sees them walking around. And they had to empty out their little, they had a little above-ground pool. They had to empty that out because uh, the cats are coming to get some water. What? That was their little water <laughs> hole. the pool? Yeah, so wow. that's a little dangerous. She's got little kids, so... Uh, that does, you know, you don't want bobcats here in your pool. But uh, they're admiring them, but they're doing it from a distance. Cause can't, they animal, up. Huh? can't animal control do something about it? They've talked to the bobcats, and they're just not wanting to move. It's like out in, it's not like a, a, a normal neighborhood. It's kind of out in the uh, wilderness area. Okay. But they're squatting. They are. They're not paying anything. <laughs> they so. should be evicted or something, they right? They should. Well, I might stop by and talk to them. It's only in California, so mm-hmm. I'll swing by there on the way home. <laughs> That's good. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you for a very nice and pleasant cat story this You're morning. You're welcome. About bobcats. Yes. What kind of cat hangs out in your house? Bobcat. What kind of cat hangs out in the alley? A bobcat. What kind of cat is a chocolate candy bar? Because a bobcat. No, it can't be a bobcat. What kind of cat are you? What kind of cat are you? Tell me, tell me true. What kind of cat are you? I'll give you those clues. Here we go now. What kind of cat are you? Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Dirty Jobs host Mike Rowe is now making a name for himself, honoring people who are doing amazing things in their communities. This time, he visited Mount Olive, North Carolina to surprise 13-year-old Kenzie Hinson. Kenzie helped start Make a Difference Food Pantry. It's a food pantry that's set up like a grocery store, but everything is free. It's fun. It's my life. That's why I do it. It's fun. And you feed people that never knew this stuff existed. Now they do. And you feed 7,000 people a month. It kind of turns into your life, into your love for things. And then, yeah, it just kind of explodes. 7,000 people a month, and she's 13. So Mike and his team, they got to work. They built Kenzie an outdoor food prep area with a patio and a shelter and high-end grills so they can make hot meals for people in need. And they surprised her with this um, beautiful setup next to the food pantry. Kenzie's family is just blown away by what she's been able to accomplish. She will never know how proud I am of her. She doesn't quit, and that's what's so phenomenal. Regardless of the obstacles in her way, she keeps pushing so that she can continue to help people. And I 
have a feeling she'll be doing that her whole life. Yeah, 7,000 people, a, how many, a week a or month. a day? A month mm-hmm. by a 13-year-old. Amazing. I'm glad Mike Rowe does what he does to help celebrate people like that. Yeah, she definitely deserves it. That's so cool. Man, she looks young, but she looks older than 13. But then when you watch her bounce through the place, you're like, oh my gosh, she's like a 13-year-old. But she skips through her. Yeah, yeah that's a cool. A lot of energy. Yeah, well, you need that energy to feed 7,000 people. Yeah. I'd say so. And I think Allie is right. This young lady is going to make an impact for the rest of her life. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Here's a first grader with purpose. Her name is Sarah. She's from Falls Church, Virginia, and she just drew something with this theme. What inspires me? See, she hopes, and she's in first grade, to be a paleontologist. I wonder if she'll go see Jurassic Park. Well, she just doodled about dinosaurs the other day. She sent that doodle into a Google contest, and she doodled it to the Google logo. It was different dinosaurs, and then a hatching egg and a shovel, and she said, for my future job... Well, 180,000 other people did that very same thing. They doodled their theme to the Google logo. But it was Sarah, the first grader, that won. And she got $50,000 for her school and then $30,000 for her college scholarship. So in first grade, she already has a scholarship to college. Very cool. Although I think Google could have given her a little more. Let's you be would honest. think, right? Uh, they're kind of tight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They employ 53,000 people in Seattle. You'd think they'd be able to afford that kind of stuff with Google. Oh, my word. And college is expensive. But sure is. hey, if you invest that 30000 now, by the time she's 18, she may have enough for a year. Look at that. That is brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a Google doodle. Rob, Allison, and Jim. I'm not one that really gets involved in it's the National Day of kind of thing, unless it's like the National Day of Prayer. Or cats. Or National Day of Cats, yes. Oh, yeah. We have to celebrate that because Jim Mann, our producer, has a strong feeling for cats. But today is pretty special because several years ago, somebody started to organize Forgiveness Day. And it's become a thing on June 26th for Forgiveness Day. You know, I, I read this about forgiveness. And it says, basically, forgiveness is not about keeping score. It's about losing count. And so since today is Forgiveness Day, maybe there's somebody that you haven't talked to for a while, they've wronged you. This could be the day that you give them a call, an email, or if they're close by, even go by to visit them. Now, already knowing that Christ did this for you on the cross, that he forgave you, I'm wondering this morning what your forgiveness story is or who you've forgiven. I'll go ahead and start. For me, it's my mother. You see, she kicked me out when I was 16 years old and I couldn't return home. I had no address. Food pantries uh, helped me out as a homeless teenager. And between listening to a station like this and a youth pastor in a home-based Bible study group, I gave my heart to Christ and I get to do what I do today to tell you about Jesus, which is phenomenal 35 years later. You know, I had to get to my knees and I had to forgive my mother because I, I had strong feelings, man. I had to do something about that and and, uh, ask for her forgiveness. Now, she's rejected my attempts in the past 35 years, including Christmas Day. I literally, last Christmas, drove to her house in Florida, knocked on the door, and it was a 20-second conversation, and she shut the door in my face. But I'm not going to give up, and I'm going to still pray. But maybe in your life... 
there is a forgiveness story and God's done something beautiful. We'd love to know what that story is at 800-447-7234. I love that you're not giving up and that it's a process and you have to keep forgiving. I'm sure almost daily you have to keep forgiving those old hurts and everything. And and that's what Jesus said. We don't forgive seven times. We forgive 70 times seven. That's 490 times in case you don't have a calculator handy. But um, one of the devotionals I was reading said that when Jesus said that 70 times seven, he meant that like every day. Mm-hmm. So every that would be every three minutes we forgive someone or that person Isn't that wronged us. Yeah. Because every so. day is a new day. Yeah. Yeah. Every day I have to forgive Robin Allison. <laughs> or... Uh, just all kinds of stuff. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I'm right about it. 490 right now. So. Jim, <laughs> we forgive you. <laughs> oh, no, that's one yeah, for you Yeah, we forgive all. you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> We'd love to hear your story this morning. Mornings with his morning crew. Today is known as Forgiveness Day, where you call somebody, email somebody, or if they're close by, just go to them and say, you know what? I forgive you. It's Rob Allison and Jim, his morning crew here at his radio at 800-447-7234. We're hearing about great forgiveness stories. Angela says, I've forgiven my mom. She's been an alcoholic since I was seven and has always chosen that life over me and my brother. I have forgiven her, but love her from a distance for my own heart's sake. How beautiful, Angela. We're hearing from Damaris as well. What's your story, Damaris? Who did you have to forgive? Well, my husband. We were um, married 10 years and he walked out and it was uh, the hardest eight months of my life Um, and I thought we were headed for divorce but I just kept praying and and kept believing and got involved in church um, and and just fasting and just believing God for who He is and for what He has said He came to do, which was to restore. And so after eight months, my um, husband came back home. He recommitted his life to Christ, and it was just a whole forgiveness process throughout the whole thing um, because he would come and go and um, was kind of in this turmoil that he had created for himself. And so it was a lot of hurt, but it was a a continuous a forgiveness story um, between him and I and even after we got back together you know it's just that recovering and restoring and forgiveness over and over and it's a daily forgiveness even now and so now we have a a baby girl and um, our teenage kids are in awe of what God has done because they were able to witness that and it's it's a restoration story and I think you never do give up on what God asks you to do which is to forgive and to to turn the other way turn the other cheek and to continue to live by example and then that other person may come to Christ or may recommit to Christ because of your example. Mornings with his morning crew. I'm going to talk about senior proms because that's just that's just what I do. Talk about senior proms. But in this case, it's actually for seniors, senior proms, not high school seniors, but seniors in life. I didn't expect anything less. What? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, Jaime and Luz they met at, you'll like this, Rob, this is your old romping ground down in uh, Tampa area. They met at Town & Country Senior Center. You used to hang out there all the time. Town & Country, you're talking about the Tampa Bay area. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that great? Is it romping grounds? It's stomping. I, it's I stomping, it but stomping. that's okay. It's the memory that goes first. <laughs> I thought I said stomping. No, no you, you said, said romping. Uh, it's just the outfit I have on. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful romper, by the way. <laughs> oh, I made myself sick. Anyway, it's so cute because they had a little senior, uh, little senior uh, prom action there. You know, just kind of a social activity thing. 
And uh, well, what happened was right after the uh, the uh, king and queen, whatever they call them, I will say king. I saw everywhere. King and queen <laughs> for the prom, for the prom. You know, the prom court. Okay, they have that at the senior citizen yes, prom. Yes, they do. He popped the question. Oh. Yeah. He asked her to marry him. Huh? I never thought uh, that at her age that, that she could like find love again and then with a good person. That, Who is that? That is, <laughs> that is not just, nice. That is her daughter. Talk about that. That was mean. I never thought at her age. Yeah, well, she's 69. That's extremely you should old. Never say about a woman. <laughs> she's 69. He's 78. Huh? How about that? Where's the soundbite that says I never thought at his age? <laughs> what did the lady say again? I want to hear that. Here it goes. I never thought uh, that at her age that, that she could like find love again and then with a good person. Yeah, I thought her life was over at 69. <laughs> she found a good person. She did. Yeah. Happy for them. And Jaime. And, they, and, and they, what? <laughs> what? And what? Jaime. What? That's not what you said, yeah, you dude. Said something else. Jaime. It was something else. No. <laughs> you know what? We're just going to end it here if you don't. <laughs> His morning crew. When you celebrate a milestone anniversary, you do it by going to a fancy restaurant or taking a nice vacation. Yeah. You know, doing it doing it upright. Don't you think? But a New Jersey couple is celebrating their 50th wedding anniversary the same way they've always celebrated their anniversary with a date at Burger King. <laughs> their daughters organized a special Burger King date with all of Lloyd and Sandy's grandchildren present. It was special and exactly what they wanted. I grew up in this town and every year on my parents' anniversary, we would come to Burger King to eat because it's been their tradition for 50 years. And we decided that every year afterwards, no matter where we were, we were gonna go to a Burger King. Even if it meant just having a drink or an ice cream or just to say we went to Burger King. And of course today is the 50th. So she's referring to their very first anniversary. They were like on their way to a movie and they were running late and they were hungry. So they're like, oh, let's just grab Burger King. And then they thought, well, let's do that every year. So here they are celebrating their 50th the same way they've done every year. And of course, everyone wants to know what's the secret to a healthy marriage. And they say it's actually found in a Burger King jingle. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it's mostly the husband has to say it to the wife. I understand that. Mm -hmm. Yes, dear is another interpretation. <laughs> yes, dear. Yes, dear. Yeah, that's that doesn't good. sound as good in a jingle, though. <laughs> it does not. Well, happy anniversary. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. So we, we used to live on this busy street, and sometimes there were car accidents in front of our house, and there was this fender bender one day, and it involved a pizza delivery delivery girl and she got out of her car and literally like ran up to our neighbor's door with the pizza right after she got in the car accident because she was all concerned about being late to delivering this pizza oh, and then it turned out it was the wrong house oh <laughs> poor girl i felt so bad for her but it turns out this is not uncommon okay there's a pizza delivery man in new york who was in an accident the other day 
Thankfully, the driver wasn't seriously hurt, but his car was in pretty bad shape. So the fire department decided to help him out after they were done at the scene of the accident. They took the pizza and they drove it to the customer's home to finish the job. Nice job I they know. did there. Isn't that nice? It's not every day a fireman gives you your pizza. Yeah. Did they tip the dude? I don't know. <laughs> Interesting, we did. Yeah, that's what I was wondering how much tip they got. Mm, yep. If it's not delivery, it's the de- fire department. Uh, oh. <laughs> See what she did there? More than just pretty voices. I'm curious on the biggest potato you've ever seen in your life. Biggest potato. Jim. Uh, 110 pounds. <laughs> Okay, Allie, in reality, <laughs> biggest potato that she's seen? Oh, like about yay, yay big. Yay about, big. about yay big. Yay she just half. barely has her hands put together to about yay big. Well, I saw one. It wasn't in person, but I've seen one. And it's a um, four-ton potato. Four tons. And it's on wheels. It's the Idaho potato truck. And it's gearing up to make a nationwide tour. It's a part of the Ohio's multi-million dollar tourism campaign. And, okay, it's not a real potato. It's made out of fiberglass. Oh, mm. that's yeah, tasty. yeah. Wait till you hear what they do on the inside of this potato. They've created a lot of storage space as well as some living space for the team. There's lockers, there's changing areas. Um, so it's actually pretty slick. It's almost like a studio apartment in there. Yeah, you can just about sleep in there since they got to travel with this thing all over the place, all over the states. Believe it or not, they've improved this potato. This has been going on for like seven years. They've been touring the country with a potato. The last one that they just had was concrete. It was six tons. There was no inside of this potato at all. And that potato back in March was in Hilton Head. Hmm. The old potato. The old potato was in Hilton Head. The new one's not even coming near us. Well, this is pretty sweet. Oh, no. Here come the puns, Jim. Uh, no, I'm stepping out. She's There's the no small fry here. Oh, oh. I'm feeling half-baked. More than just pretty voices. Angel Thomas was abandoned when she was a newborn at an apartment complex. And she was known in the news as Baby Doe, and she was left under a stairwell. Well, she was rescued by Tony and her sons, Willie and Ricky. They heard the baby's cries. Her biological mom turned out to be 13 years old, and they didn't know what to do. And so she left the baby under the stairs. At six weeks old, Baby Doe was adopted by a beautiful family, and they named her Angel. It was just last year that she met the people who rescued her as a baby. And then right after that, in that same apartment complex, right in that parking lot, she also met her biological mom all in the same day. Well, Angel now, it's a year later, she's 18, her biological mom, the people who rescued her, and her forever family was just at her graduation in High Point. And Angel told WSOC how this made her feel. I feel like I'm about to go into the real world and I'm excited for it and my goal is starting to feel reachable. Yeah, and she has her whole entire family behind her now because she even considers those who rescue her, her family. She's going on to be a commercial pilot. That's her goal, and she's going to Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University in Daytona Beach to learn how to fly 
and something tells me she's going to reach her dream over and above that because she is definitely an overcomer. Today is Forgiveness Day, so we've been talking about forgiveness, and I can't help but think that in her story, she's had to forgive a lot of people, Mm -hmm. and she probably wouldn't be where she is if she hadn't forgiven those people so she could move forward. I love those kind of stories. Abandoned in the stairwell, and now she's going to be flying the skies around the world. Isn't that beautiful? Incredible. Yeah, God knows exactly what he's doing in a life. His morning crew. Usually after a wedding ceremony, you send off the newlyweds by throwing rice or maybe blowing bubbles or sparklers. Have you been to a wedding where you lit sparklers? That sounds cool. Yeah, makes for great photos. But here's one you've probably never seen before. (laughs) As the bride and groom left the church, they heard this. It was a chorus of chainsaws. Wow. Not exactly like a peaceful wedding situation. Uh, It's not ominous or threatening. It was actually just to show respect to the groom who was a lumberjack. So they came up with this idea. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm assuming the blades were off, the chains were off, the chains I, off. You would hope so, right? Yeah, exactly. Because uh, that could be a little dangerous. Yeah. You know, but it's a very cutting-edge wedding. Oh, oh no. no. Here come the puns. 